All right, Michael, we are recording. You're connecting to audio. It's January 13th, 324 p.m. Central Time. I am sitting in the hallway of a Holiday Inn Express in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and James Harden is a Brooklyn Net. And Victor Oladipo is now a Houston Rocket. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I did not see Another this. Another trade just dropped, my dude. Another trade just dropped. What so it looks, like, it looks like right now the Rockets are trading Karis LeVert who was acquired in the Houston trade to the Pacers in a package for Victor Oladipo. So now we've got four teams involved in this trade. I'm expecting more to drop because, I mean, Jared Allen's going to a Cavs team that already has Larry Nance, Kevin Love, and Andre Drummond. And Andre Drummond, who they just acquired you know, last season. So I think that this is just the tip of the iceberg right now. You're forgetting one piece of that pie, Michael, and that is JaVale McGee is on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, excuse me. I know. I thought about mentioning him, but I, uh, I mean, he is a title, he's a title winning player. I can't, uh, he's championship caliber. I shouldn't have done that to him. He deserves my respect. Sorry, JaVale. He is playing minutes for the Cavs, but that is not what we're talking about. We're here to talk about James Harden. Um, just for everyone, the trade details are Nets receive James Harden, Rockets receive Oladipo, Exum, Kukras, four first round picks and four pick swaps. Pacers received Levert, Cavs received Allen and Prince. So the, my initial take of the trade, obviously Harden on the Nets is just going to be insane, but I'm worried about the Nets supporting cast. Allen was by far their best big man, DeAndre Jordan, just not look very good. Mm-hmm. And ja- Jared Allen like played valuable minutes for them and you know brought some energy off the bench, and I'm worried that is going to be lost in translation. Mm-hmm. And that's two guys out. And, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie also went down with an ACL this year. And so, I mean, it's going to be a brutal supporting cast. I mean, if this Harden thing doesn't work out, he's only on contract for two years. So if he leaves, I mean, God knows what's going to happen with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And Stephen A was called for him to retire, which is kind of ludicrous. But, like, same time, I mean, Kyrie it's one of the most unstable players in the league. And then you're adding this other component that's James Harden that is also just – one of the more volatile and erratic guys in the league, personality-wise. I mean, how much is he going to commit to this Brooklyn Nets team that has Kyrie, who has not bought in at all to assist him into being on a team and being a leader? And James Harden has already shown that he does not have the wherewithal to be the guy and to like be a leader on a team that needs one. Well, I guess they have Kevin Durant, but again, maybe a more sp- soft-spoken guy. And I just worry about the fit. For the Nets, I mean, I think if it goes, I think if it goes well, it's going to be fantastic. They're going to be one of the best team. They're going to be the best team in the league. But on the flip side, if it starts to go wrong, I think they're going to go down a really, really rough path, and then the Nets are going to be totally hamstringed for the rest of the the decade. Really. Well, I think. You know, they're going to make the playoffs just because they have one of the best 20 players of all time in Kevin Durant and arguably James Harden <laughs> might be this, you know, they those might be arguably the top five within top five scores in NBA history. So I think they're going to be all right scoring the basketball, especially with those two players. But like you mentioned, who the hell knows what Kyrie is up, up to? He's burning sage in some underground bunker somewhere and they don't have anybody else. They have Jeff Green looks like just looking at the roster right now. Minus Kyrie. They, have Joe Harris. they do have Joe Harris. They do have Landry Shamit face. But, you know, 
freaking Kevin Durant's going to play a lot of five. He's going to play a lot of center. And I don't like the sounds of that. So, yeah, let's try oh. and think. So, they're starting five. Everyone healthy, everyone there. Starting five is going to be Kyrie, James Harden, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan. Yes. I mean, that's pretty solid. That's, that's an insane amount of firepower. That's like U.S. military spending amount of firepower. Yes. But defensively, I have a lot of questions. I'm just like, I'm honestly speechless right now, just like trying to like envision what their season's going to look like after this. I don't know how long Kyrie's going to be out. It almost seems to me like this move for the Nets, how much of it, and maybe this is just me like projecting my own doubts on Kyrie onto the Nets and like their future right now and like this trade, but how much of this is Kyrie insurance? Of if Kyrie is no longer a guy that you can depend on to play a full season without pulling some weird shit. Like right now, I mean, for those who don't know, Kyrie went to his sister's birthday party maskless and seemingly just does not care about COVID protocols at all or does and doesn't have any, any desire to be a role model for a team that I think lacks a lot of maturity. Well, I don't and, know if Harden, Harden's the best insurance policy for that right. either. <laughs> right. But is Harden a guy that you're like, okay, at least he stayed with the Rockets for like this last eight years and has shown the ability to carry a team more so than Kyrie has. And if Kyrie's a guy that's going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to play in the NBA anymore, which I don't think is like out of the realm of possibility. He certainly does not like playing in the NBA. He likes to play basketball, but he doesn't like all the things that come with it. Is hard in the guy where they're like, you know, like if this Kyrie doesn't experiment, doesn't work, let's ditch Kyrie. And then we still have James Harden, Kevin Durant. Exactly. And for to take a little bit of a detour, I want to talk about the Rockets for a little bit, man. They just got Old yeah. Depot and a feasting of picks and pick swaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's see what they got. Um, and Dante Exum. I, I have no idea who Kukras is. Do you have any input? I have no idea. I think he's like made a few threes this season. I have no clue though. That's like the extent of my knowledge. Well, what we know about Oladipo and players we do know about, you know, Oladipo is going to play hard. He looks good. He looks good this season and he's going to play team basketball. And what the Rockets have right now, everybody has a chip on their shoulder. John Wall, Boogie, PJ Tucker, Christian Wood, Oladipo. Like that's a good Mm -hmm. squad, man. And, you know, without a locker room cancer being hardened and just insert Oladipo there as far as like a team chemistry perspective, you know, I think that slingshots them into the six, seven, eight seed in the West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And plus, I mean, it's a Victor Oladipo that, you know, maybe he's not 100 percent. We kind of talked about this in the last pod, but. You know, he's like the second best player on that Pacers team after DeMontis Sabonis, who's playing like a top 20 guy right now. And Victor Oladipo, you know, he's a great two-way player, works hard on D, like you said, and he's got a lot of offensive potential. And he's not going to be that ball-stopping presence that Harden was in the Rockets. And I think they've got a lot of young pieces on that team now where I'm encouraged about them. And they're going to have – and I guess those young pieces, maybe they're not there right now, but I mean – 
what they get eight picks total or like four picks and four pick swaps yeah dude that's fucking nuts and i think people discount the fact that i mean kd's getting older he's coming off an achilles and yeah he still looks amazing i don't want to take anything away from kd he's having an mvp year but you know three years down the road when some of these picks are really going to start to kick in and Harden's contract is going to be up. And, you know, if this experiment doesn't work in in Brooklyn, I mean, why would Harden resign? And so these picks might end up having immense value. And especially with like the way the league is going at the draft and the amount of talent that seems to be coming in every single year with guys just being more NBA ready than I think 20 years ago. The Rockets are have an encouraging future ahead of them. Yeah. And, and I here's think a, that go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that despite the fact that, you know, there's no like star guy coming back to their team, like, Oh, Depot's a stud, but like, you know, they Ben Simmons obviously would have been a better player for them to get, I think. But in the end, I'm all for just like restarting and getting these draft picks and, just like trying to find a new identity after just like these last eight years of Harden ball. So here are the details for the picks. They get the Rockets get three Brooklyn first rounders straight up and 2022, 2024, 2026. They get one mm-hmm. Milwaukee first round pick 22 unprotected and four Brooklyn first round swaps and 21, 23, 25 and 27. I mean, KD Kyrie and Harden might be out of the league in, by 2027. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, that's just absurdity. And I think, one, I think the Rockets are good now. And two, you know, they have a, a plethora of picks down the road. None of, wh- none of which are, there, are theirs just from the trades they've, you know, put out. But, you know, they're, they're set up to succeed for a decade. Mm-hmm. Plus. So yeah, Katie is signed through the 21-2022 season with a player option 2022-2023. So again, like that 2024 pick, 2026 pick, that's going to be in the post-KD, post-Kyrie, post-Harden era, unless they somehow are able to resign them. And at that point, you know, in starting in 2023, Harden's going to be, or sorry, uh, Kevin Durant's going to be 35 years old. Harden's already in his 30s right now. So it's going to be an aging team. And I think that teams right now and the Rockets showed showed this need to start betting on the future. Also still making trades like the one they did today. That's going to keep them in a realm of mediocrity. That's still going to like keep fans interested and like potentially get them into the playoffs. I mean, this is like what Oklahoma city is doing. Exactly. Of like trading star players getting solid guys in return, but getting solid guys in return plus a just ridiculous amount of draft picks and future, um, you know, future potential. Exactly. And like right now they're just one of the most weirdest, interesting teams in the league with, you know, John Wall, Boogie cousins and this emerging young star and Christian wood. Mm -hmm. And not to mention the kick King PJ Tucker. Um, So, I mean, I like the future of the Rockets. I like the, now the Rockets, I don't think they're a team that you can sleep on on any given night, um, especially with the addition of Oladipo. And I think, you know, Steven Silas is more of a hard-nosed coach just from, you know, listening to Wall and Cousins' interviews. And, you know, if that team starts to play physically and, you know, starts to beat up on some teams and starts moving the basketball, I think they could be, you know, I think they could be something. 
I think that people can. I'll go for it. New drop. One thing that, you know, is just freaking another subplot of this is Levert on the Pacers. Levert mm-hmm. is really good, and the Pacers are really good. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really know what to make of that yet, and I think there's still a lot of steps that are unfolding, especially with that Allen Cavs piece. But... A guy. He's a guy that's going to fit the Pacers system so well. I mean, he's a playmaker. He's a willing power, great scorer, has the ability to defend. Like He's like your archetype for a guy that you want to have in the Pacers. I mean, he does all the little things, and that's what the Pacers are all about. Malcolm Brogdon does all the little things as a point guard. DeMontis Sabonis does all the little things as a center. Even TJ Warren is able to do more of the little things than a lot of other small forwards in the league. And adding a guy like Levert, you know, this might mean that we're going to see more Sabonis. We're going to see more Brogdon. And we're also going to have the ability, and hopefully like the uh, – no, hopefully, we're, hopefully we're gonna see a breakout star in Karis Levert right now. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been stuck behind Kyrie in Brooklyn and Kevin Durant and all these other guys, and now it's like this might be his time to exactly. make a statement. Be like, I'm, I'm here. I deserve a big money contract. Exactly. And if the Pacers were missing anything, and what they didn't really get with Oladipo is, hey, someone that can say, hey, go get a bucket right now. And mm-hmm. I think Levert is, you know, the best version of a Lou Will, Jamal Crawford type, where he's not going to just over dribble the ball. He's going to, within the flow of an offense, go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what the Pacers needed. And um, I don't know what Old Depot's mindset was, but I think that might be an improvement in that category as well. Totally. Totally. I agree. It's like, it's just fine that the Pacers are even involved in this. I mean, there's so many different moving parts. I think. Uh, they just like came out with a little um, full heart and trade details right now on Bleacher Report. I'm going to open that up and see, uh, see what they're saying. Wow. So here's what this uh, Rockets asked the Sixers, Sixers for. Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, and multiple unprotected draft picks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, Trump wow. has been impeached a second time for, <laughs> by the House. Uh, what a crazy freak! But... What a crazy freaking last half hour in the world of sports, politics, and no most shit. importantly, no the shit. Cleveland Cavs franchise. And hey, the Cavs—they basically just turned in Milwaukee's like late first-round pick into Jared Allen. And Jared yeah. Allen is a guy that's like, you know, kind of the same ilk of uh, Mitchell Robinson. Where it's like a guy that's going to be, you know, he's not going to be an offensive stud, but he's going to rebound the fuck out of the ball. He's going to block shots. He's going to get his hands in the passing lanes. And he's going to be a valuable player to a bunch of teams. And so if you're Cleveland and you've got kind of this up and coming team, I wonder if they're thinking, okay, like let's move Andre Drummond. Or they're yeah. thinking, okay, like let's move, let's move uh, Jared Allen and get some picks back or get a couple guys that are going to fit our team more. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we got Sexland there. We got Larry Nance playing like a beast. Andre Drummond's had a great start to the year, and I'm just curious where they're going to go now that they just acquired a much more valuable asset than like the 27th pick in the 2021 draft. To my understanding, I don't think he can be traded again until March 3rd. I think Woj okay. said something about that along the lines. Um, but again, the trade mm-hmm. deadline is this 22nd, so we got a lot of time. 
And right. so here's the updated. So here's updated Rocket starting lineup. I forgot about one player: John Wall, Oladipo, mm-hmm. Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, Boogie Cousins. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. just like a very defensive stalwart team. They're insanely athletic. I don't know. I I wouldn't want to play them on an off night. Mm-hmm. And well, especially you know, on a lose. especially on a back to back, and you know you're already beat up from travel and playing a game before. Like that team's gonna come at you. Mm-hmm. And you know, sure they lose that like that bottle rocket explosiveness that James Harden offered, where you know he can go toe to toe with the CJ McCollum night, where both of them are flamethrowers and getting like forty points and shooting like fifteen threes. But I think T- Silas is going to be a much more team basketball oriented guy rather than that hero ball that we saw with Maury and D'Antoni there. And so I think it's just a great way for the Rockets to turn the page. It was time for him to go hard and obviously wasn't happy. You know, you would have liked, I mean, if I'm the Rockets, I'm bummed that I don't get Ben Simmons, Maxi, Picks, and Thibel. But at the end of the day, you want to get off of Harden. You don't want him to be stuck. His trade value is going to depreciate the longer you wait. And they honestly kind of lucked out in the sense that the Nets have not had as good of a year as we, they would have imagined. I mean, they're like, I think four and six or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe five and six. But, you know, just hovering around that 500 line versus being like nine and one. And they're like, you know what? Screw it. Like, why do we need James Harden? if we're going to be this good. And like, I just think that to me, it seems like Brooklyn just has questions about Kyrie and how long he's going to be there. And it's like, shit, if Kyrie's going to be out for a while, just because he's not following protocols and he's going to be breaking all these rules, you got to have a second star. And James Harden obviously is going to fulfill that role, but at what cost losing guys like Jared Allen, guys like Karis LeVert, and then all these future picks. I mean, it's a win now move, obviously. But will they be able to win? I'm not so sure. I, I well, they're still not my favorite. Quick Kyrie conspiracy. Maybe he pulled all this shenanigans just so the Nets wouldn't want him. I mean, the Rockets wouldn't want him, and they would take a deal for Levert and Allen. <laughs> that's a, that's some QAnon type of shit, dude. No way. I don't know about all that. No. But way. I would put him past him. Dude's cracked. Dude is cracked. All right, Michael, I got to go watch some Chili Bowl midget races. A lot of things unfolding here. What are the Nets going to look like offensively? What are they going to look like defensively? Does Mm -hmm. this take the Pacers to the next step as a legit contender for the Eastern Conference? Where are the Rockets? Are they just going to be this weird like Miami Heat-esque team of the Western Conference? And what the fuck Mm -hmm. are the Cavs on? What the fuck are the Cavs on? Indeed. Well, dude, thank you so much for the emergency pod. We'll talk to you soon. We'll come out with more updates as you know we find we find out about them and we'll see you all on Friday. All right. Gunk on noobs.